my salad had too much lube on it because it was like overdressed. So I said to Tori, this salad has too much lube on it. She goes to Nakesh. See, I told you she was going to say something Stop. weird. <laughs> she warned him. She did. She, he was, she said, uh, I gave him the rundown on everybody. I was like, okay, interesting. That's, that's right? pretty. It's pretty safe bet. I'm going to say something weird. I'm never sure how to take something like that. I don't care. <laughs> when I first um, met my aunt's husband, like we, he's a pretty cool guy, and we like bonded really quickly. And he's like easy to talk to, and our personalities meshed really well together. And then, like at the end of the night, I was heading out, and he's like, "You know, you're nothing like she said you were." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well. I don't care what anybody says about you. You're all right. (laughs) I'm not sure how to take that, but okay. Yeah. It's like the most backhanded. A hundred percent. No, I didn't. I didn't take it that way. Good. Any press is good press. That's right. I'm concerned. (laughs) That's right. Uh, We are Pod Nasty Women. A feminist podcast. And thanks for being around. I'm Sia Sinaglia. I'm Michelle Merlot. And welcome. Welcome. We always forget to do that. Oh, it's okay. We always forget to introduce ourselves, but we're going to get really good at it. We always forget to turn off our phones, too. Um, and by true. we, I mean me. No, I think mine's on, too. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, so you had a good time at the wedding. I'm yeah, so glad. Yeah, the wedding glad. was amazing. Good. Yeah. It can be difficult to get families together, no, especially when there's some... so much fun. I'm so glad. Yeah. I That's got to awesome. see all of my nieces and nephews, and I was on the dance floor all night. My one nephew has, like, <laughs> he was, like, breakdancing all night. It was so... So cute. How old is your nephew? He's little. He's a little guy. Okay. Yeah. Like a little not, not like a toddler. Like he's in school, but he's little. Cute. Cute. Yeah. He was so funny. I love a wedding. I have a blast at weddings, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. My, and my, like my niece just looked like a princess. It just, she just looks so beautiful. That's I've so never fun. really felt that way about a bride. Like, oh, you look nice. But she just was like amazingly beautiful. That's so fun. Yeah. That's it was awesome. great. Once you get to a certain age, you just, it's, few, weddings are few and far between. You know, I don't, I, yeah. I've never had like that time of life where everybody got married all at once. Right. Like I, I never was in like five weddings in a year. Like I've never had that experience. Thank mm-hmm. God. Cause I could hardly take one at a time. Mm-hmm. But when I got married the first time, it was like a big production. Um, but I was like 24, you know what I mean? And you're into that big production. Right. The second time it was like, let's get married quick. So it was six weeks between when we got engaged to get married. Yeah. But it was like a party. It was still fun. But nothing like nothing like last night. It was so much fun. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys had a yeah. good time. Yeah. My nephew officiated the wedding, like my oldest nephew officiated the wedding mm-hmm. and her brother. It was unorthodox, but it was good. That's yeah. unorthodox is the best kind of wedding. Yeah. That's fun. And you got to get out of Dragon Boat. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Oh my God. I mean, it's so dragon boat races are such a long day, you know, it's uh-huh. just such a long day. It was fucking day. freezing yesterday oh too. Oh my God. Like I had to borrow a second pair of socks from Beth and put socks over my socks in my shoes because my feet were like, I couldn't feel them anymore. <laughs> so oh cold. So we get there at like 5 a.m. Did you pitch the tent? I did. Did you? I pitched the tent. And did you have your sleeping bag too? I did. Oh and good. I took You're a lucky. nap. Oh Yeah. I took a nap. I think I know turned around at one point and was like, whose tent is this? Because it was like taking up a good portion of one of the tents. But anyway, it was good. It was just a long day. You know, we so last year, the, our Dragon Boat team placed second in Division D. So mm-hmm. it's A, B, C, and D, D being the worst division, mm-hmm. 
we this time finished second in division B. What? Fuck yeah, dude. We did really well. Which is a miracle because our boat was arguably the drunkest boat on the water yesterday. Stop it. I think, I don't know if it was because it was Ino's last year and people were like, fuck it. We're going hard. We're going ham. It was nuts. Before before the second race, people were shit faced. No. Somebody did a keg stand. Who? (laughs) Was there kegs in our? No, a neighboring tent. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. I'm so bummed. I missed it. It was, uh, yeah, it was a party. I mean, I was shit faced by the end of the night. Yeah. I had a late night BLT. No, it's always the hallmark (laughs) of a really drunk night. As long as you didn't get sick this time and wonder where you ate bacon. That was a homemade BLT. This was a Wawa BLT and some Funyuns. I wonder where the rest of that bag of Funyuns went. Because I didn't eat, I couldn't eat the Funyuns. They were too salty. (laughs) So I wore my mother's wedding ring for the wedding because, you know, my mom's dead and I just wanted her to be there. Well, I can't get it off now. Stop. Especially after all the sodium from the BLT and the Funyuns. And the Gatorade. Gatorade's loaded with sodium too. So I took two blood pressure pills today trying to get it off. Mm -mm. It ain't happening. Nope. Oh, shit. Uh So I don't know how, I don't, I don't know. You need some of that salad dressing. Oh, Uberlube. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uberlube will get that right off. Yep. I forgot. I have a bunch of packets left still. I got They're loads. certainly not being used. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it doesn't go bad. That's I have a whole desk drawer full of lube. <laughs> Actual lube. Awesome lube. Uberlube. Uberlube. This podcast is brought to you by... I wish. <laughs> Uberlube's great for everything. It's great for sex. It's great for... Um, like athletics mm-hmm. I, in the summertime, I a little swipe of Uber lube between my thighs, like just for walking and so you don't rub. have that. Yep, rub. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes athletes will put it under their arm for when they're running. Yeah, for the chafing, and you can put it in your hair. What do you put lube in your hair for? For shine, it's silicone lube. Ah. You can just—it's like medical grade silicone. So you just put it in your hair for shine. Perfect. Yeah, Uber lube, head to toe. <laughs> And up the middle. <laughs> and everywhere in between. <laughs> uh, don't eat it. All right. So yeah. want to do Rose and Thorn? Sure. Okay. So I'll go first. Okay. My Rose was that amazing wedding yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a really awesome way to end a truly shitty week. We had a real... So my Thorn is a real tragedy we had in our town. In my son's grade, one of the kids completed suicide. And like then everybody in the town has to talk to their kids about what's going on. You know, you think that it's not going to happen in your town. Like you just think that that sort of thing doesn't happen in your town or to your family or in your life. You know, I've never had a friend complete suicide. I've never had a friend die, you know, real close person. Mm -hmm. But having to watch my kid go through that is really hard. Right. And it's weird because they're at that age where like, they don't really know how to process anything. And I can remember, um, I was about his age when my grandmother died. And so she was old and she lived in a nursing home and my mom told me and I was like, okay. Like it didn't really, I didn't really have the feelings that I thought I was supposed to have. Right. So that when Dino was like, I don't know how to feel. I don't know what my feelings are. I was like, I get it, man. Like you don't have to feel anything. Just feel what you feel and all of it's okay. Right. Because nobody said that to me. You know what I mean? I didn't have 
like, and that's what's so good about the kids these days is that they have like these resources to be able to like tap into what's going on and have the words to say, you know, like we, I just didn't have those words. We didn't have those resources back in the nineties, you know, or eighties. I think it was the eighties when that happened. We didn't have those resources 10 years ago. Right. So that was a real shitty thing that happened early on in this week. So we've sort of been dealing with that and, you know, it's... When it happens in your town, when it happens to your kid, it's less about the salacious details of the story. Mm -hmm. And it's more about like, how can we prevent this from ever happening again? So who cares why? Who cares if there was a note? Who cares who's at fault or whatever? How do we make this, make sure this never happens again? Right. No, I totally agree. Yeah. That's a great point. So I, um, that's my thorn too, because even though, you know, Talon moved out of that school and he goes to a different school now, but it... And even if this kid wasn't at that school, it's just like when the Newtown thing happened, Talon was that same age. He was that same right, age, right. Like age group. And it affects you in such a way because you see your kid in, you know, the victims or in this, this kid that took his own life um, at 12 years old. And yeah, it shakes you in a weird way that I'm, I'm with Dino, man. I'm not sure how to feel. I just can't wrap my head around right. how that is ever an option when like, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. What's happening in your life that you feel like that's the solution or that's a solution. And so I want, I'm glad that you mentioned it because, um, I did a little bit of research and oh. I wanted to talk about, um, particularly for any parents that are listening and they're maybe seeing some signs in their kids that something's going on, that they're battling depression or whatever. So things things to kind of keep an eye out for um, are drastic changes in behavior and sleeping habits and eating habits. They might be suddenly overeating or hoarding food or not eating at all, withdrawing from your family and friends, some psychosomatic symptoms like headaches, stomach aches, and other aches and pains that can't be explained, explained. Mm-hmm. a drop in academic performance. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're suddenly they don't give a shit about going to track when they used to love going to track. Um, so a loss of interest in normal everyday activities statements about dying, you know, you wouldn't worry if I weren't here anymore. I wish I were dead, things like that. And then, you know, you can always go online and find a ton of resources, especially now more than ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, I wanted to make sure to put that in. So it's uh, 800-273-8255. And if you feel like you or someone you love is struggling the counseling therapy, everybody should be in therapy. It's difficult when you're uninsured. Like we definitely need some huge changes to happen for mental health. But if you're able to, if you have the resources, and even if you don't, there are things to do. There are places to go where you can say, I'm, I'm struggling right. here and I, I need help. So one good thing, if somebody does say things to you that are like, that make you think, huh, you can say to them, are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going to hurt somebody else? Are you feeling like are you, you're If you just yourself? say, if you're, do you feel like you're going to hurt yourself? Because if you feel that way, we can talk about that. Right. You know, but if you don't address, like if you don't say, are you going to, you sound like you want to hurt yourself or something along those lines, mm-hmm. co- co- like not confrontational, but, but confrontational. Mm-hmm. If you don't say something, people maybe think that you're not picking up their message. Right. Because if I was like, you know, Michelle, I just feel so hopeless and... I just like the bills are piling up and I never feel like I'm going to be done school. And like, I I just don't feel like I'm enough. 
it might be appropriate to say, do you think you're, do you think about hurting yourself? Right. I say that a lot to people. Mm-hmm. So I have to say to people sometimes in my job, like, are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going to hurt somebody else? Right. Like, and I, you just say it. Right. And it's scary because what if the answer is yes? I guess you have to be prepared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like the scary thing. What's the answer? So we have a lot of resources for psychiatric help around here. I always refer people to one specific hospital because they have like the best psychiatric inpatient in the area. But mm-hmm. that's just my personal, my personal opinion. Right. But any resources is better than struggling. Breaks my heart. Every, I mean, everybody's heart's broken over it. I just don't, I don't. How do you even comprehend how to move on? I don't know. I know. We talked about that. Yeah. It's like, that's a, it's like a question for the ages. You have to go on for your other children, but what if you don't have other children? Right. How do you move forward? Whatever. That, right. that could be a whole long conversation in itself. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, hopefully we go and talk to our kids and say, you know, when you hurt yourself, it doesn't just affect you. It affects your parents, your community, your dog, your cat. Right. You know, get whatever you need to get to that person. Like use whatever tactic you need to, to get them to understand that hurting themselves is not the answer to the problem. I I recently had to have a conversation with somebody who's struggling and was kind of talking in this way. And the conversation ended up being, you know, after me trying to remind them of all the good things and all the good things that are coming that are right around the corner, things that you don't even know yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing about depression is that that's, I think that's the worst part is that you become blind to the possibilities that things will get better. That right. it, this is temporary. You know well, what I mean? I heard somebody say once, you don't have to be hopeful about the future, only curious. I love that. Yeah. And that's can be enough to yeah. just keep going to see what's going to happen next. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, when I was talking to them, I was saying, um, you know, even if you feel like you don't have any fight left in it for yourself, try to think about somebody whose life would just be fucking devastated by the loss of you for and sure. fight for them instead, even if it's just them for just a little while. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even I do. if that's the purpose, you know, just. And you don't even know whose life you could affect by leaving it in right. that way. Right. You know what I mean? There's people that you wouldn't even think give a second thought to you. Right. That would be really rocked. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, a permanent solution to a temporary feeling or problem. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap that up and move forward. Yeah. Um, but we're... Always thinking about that kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Never forgotten. Um, so my, uh, my rose this week was that Thursday morning we had our staff meeting at work and uh-huh. they, uh, gave me the opportunity to speak in front of everybody at the meeting about changing how we use oh my God. our documents at work. I talked a little bit in the episode last week about um, being more inclusive in our uh-huh. language, you know, changing from two genders to multiple options or a blank fill-in option. Uh-huh. Yeah. Changing just the, the way that we look at things, the way that we look at gender in the workplace. So I had the opportunity to talk about that during the meeting and I think it went really well. Well received. Pretty well received. And everybody seemed really excited that we were um, taking some initiative. You're kidding. That's really great. So that was my rose for sure. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. Office warrior. What did you say? Um, desk Desk chair chair. activist. I like it. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's so great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Anything else? Anything you're binging on? Anything you want to talk about? I binged Drunk History today. Uh-huh. No, I'm all caught up on my podcasts. Mm-hmm. The Ever Evolving Truth is doing a live episode for their final, for their finale. Okay. And that that's the one that's about the lady who said she had cancer. Right. Can you imagine doing a live episode? <laughs> it would be fun, I think. But so they're doing a live episode and they're like selling tickets for the live episode. Okay. But on the flyer for the live episode, there's no price for the ticket. Oh, that was a marketing mishap. Yeah. So, and it's really far away from here. So I thought Um, they were local. They are local, but the thing is like, I don't know, like an hour away. Bumfuck nowhere, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. So I doubt I'll be going, but I'm very interested in hearing it. I'm just binging on fall movies right now. It feels like fall all of a sudden. Uh It was cold as shit yesterday. Yeah. So I'm... What's your fall movie that you're binging? Like what? Um, like Hallmark movies where they throw leaves in the air and I stuff like that? I would rather not. No. It's uh, like today when you got here, I was watching Practical Magic. That's a good fall movie. Oh, That's okay. a witchy movie. We watched um, Adam's Family Values this morning. I made breakfast. So they're Halloween movies. Watched... Yeah. Oh, okay. I would, yeah. Hocus Pocus. We did that a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. It's officially October. So yeah. we're we're doing the thing. We watched American Horror Story today. I can't. Dino I can't loves it. it. They're, your kids are into it. Like yeah. I went over there and they were watching some like 80s horror movie. Uh-huh. Like what was it? Night of the Living Dead or no, something? No, the Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Talon's just now starting to dip his toes into it, which shocks the shit out of me because he's normally pretty scared of it, but I'm not into oh, it. Oh, Dino loves it. Yeah. I can't do it. Ian is into it too. Like he is not scared. Good for him. You know, American <laughs> Horror Story has a trans woman on the show this season Uh uh-huh really from pose oh that's awesome miss candy oh no way yeah she plays the nurse did you did i send you the video of shit i can't or maybe i just posted it on the pod nasty facebook page but the woman from pose who plays oh i don't know what's she's a house mother she's like the main oh mj rodriguez yes mj rodriguez no you texted it to me oh i texted okay They're doing um, Little Shop of Horrors, right? Yeah, I didn't watch it yet because I, okay, I, it's going to be like a thing for me. I just know I'm waiting for like the right moment where uh, I need like something real special to happen. Okay, so that they're doing this musical and they they were like on I think Good Morning America or something, oh. and it's her and her co-star and they are singing a song from the musical suddenly seymour dude it's so good but she's so talented uh yes has a fucking set of pipes for sure like uh, yes insane mm-hmm. talented yes anyway it looked really good you watched good. all of pose did you see season two i did yeah i saw her sing a couple yeah. times in pose yeah yeah but this one it's like holy shit it's i know well that's a real that's a real song suddenly yeah. seymour is a real song for her yeah yeah it was really good you want to jump in? Yeah, we can jump in. Let's do it. Okay. So I had noticed pretty recently something that I had never heard of. And I I saw from a handful of the people that I follow on Instagram, like influencers in whatever way, I saw a couple of them posting about it and then hashtagging it. So I started doing some deep dives. So these women were talking uh, on Instagram and social media about their explant surgery, Mm -hmm. and they were talking about breast implant illness, which I had never heard of. So I started doing a little bit of research, and I thought it would be something that could potentially 
I don't know if I would say save a life. Um, Certainly make a difference in your decision making. Absolutely. And your health. So mm-hmm. if somebody is experiencing something similar, then maybe it'll ring tr- true to them or maybe the, it'll be something to consider. And it's something that doctors um, are still pretty torn about and aren't really listening to their female patients. What? Yeah. So Doctors don't listen to women? Can you believe what? it? <laughs> okay. So breast implant illness is a term used by people who have breast implants and describe having a variety of symptoms, uh, including chest pain, fatigue, hair loss, headaches, chills, photosensitivity, chronic pain, rash, I'll keep going, body odor, anxiety, brain fog, sleep disturbance, and depression, that all their symptoms that typically started for them after about a year year and a half of having their breast implant surgery. So typically it seems like these women started having mild symptoms that continue to get worse and worse and almost start looking like autoimmune mm-hmm. diseases. Mm-hmm. Women with silicone breast implants in particular have reported a variety of autoimmune diseases, including scleroderma, mm-hmm. uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and lupus. So There's an article in Medical News Today that actually was just published in August of this year um, by Rachel Nail, MSN, CRNA. She she says that some of the proposed causes of breast plant illness include um, the body's inflammatory reaction to a foreign object, which I mean, makes perfect sense. It's what the body is designed to do. So there's, I mean, an invader, whether it's in the bloodstream or in a muscle or anywhere in your body. Your body reacts. Um, it could be the body's reaction to specific co- components in breast mm-hmm. implants. Uh, it could be the body's response to particular approaches to the insertion of breast implants and surgical techniques. So there are tons of different ways that they can put in breast implants. So it could be any of those things. Could be all of those things. Like I was saying earlier, doctors don't yet consider breast implant illness to be a medical illness. So there aren't any diagnostic criteria. However, researchers, plastic surgeons, medical organizations, and the FDA are beginning to more closely monitor the existence of breast implant illness. And then medical professionals are, have just recently identified this form of cancer, um, and they're saying that it's rare, but they're noticing an increased level in women that are complaining about these symptoms that I mentioned earlier. There's a rare form of cancer called breast implant associated anaplastic large cell lymphoma. Oh. And it's uh, a rare form of lymphoma that stays within the scar tissue, usually stays within the scar tissue of a breast implants. So you're seeing like you've got these this huge group of women, this growing group of women who are recognizing each other because of the growing social media platform. So people are starting to talk about it. Awesome. And just like that show that you got me into, what is it called? Diagnosis, Mm -hmm. where they're putting these things out on the internet and looking for other people who are experiencing similar symptoms. And then you can kind of put a name to what's going on. So that's kind of how they started doing more research in it and then found this type of cancer that's happening. So again, yeah, you've got this group of women who are having these experiences and then you're able to identify this new type of cancer. I'm interested in, um, can we write down that name of that cancer? Cause I want to look at, look at, yeah, of course. 
It's my jam. 100%. According to the FDA, the longer implants remain in the body, the higher the risk of complications. So that's nothing anybody's arguing about. Here was kind of a surprising statistic. Around 20% of people with breast implants choose to have them removed within 8 to 10 years of their surgery, more often than not because of what they consider to be health complications. Sure. So again, this is 20% of women who get implant surgery are choosing to have explant surgery within 8 to 10 years. You know, famously, you know Bella and Gigi Hadid? No. They're models. They're like supermodels. Okay. Mm Mm-mm. Really? No. That sort of surprises me. It does. Anyway, yeah, they're absolutely beautiful. I will women. do some Googling. Okay. So their mom was on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Yolanda. Okay. So Yolanda was married to David Foster, who was like a music guy. Okay. Like a super famous, really rich music uh, writer and producer. And okay. I think he wrote Titanic. Oh. You know what I mean? Like okay. musical scores for movies and stuff. Like a Danny Elfman kind of dude. Yeah. Okay. So when they were married, she was having these like mystery illnesses, like, but she kept saying it's Lyme's disease, it's Lyme's disease, it's Lyme's disease. Uh And then she finally had an explant surgery, but her explant surgery was so like the, the, um, implant had burst. Oh shit. So the. A silicone. Yeah. The silicone Mm -hmm. was all in her breast tissue. She had to have a lot of her breast removed. But she, I mean, she must have had reconstructive surgery with maybe her own fat right. um, cells to sort of, because she looks like nothing happened. You right. know what I mean? She doesn't look, she's in bikinis and stuff on boats with other rich guys now. So, and, you know, fortunately she, she's at an advantage with the financial support. Oh, sure. To Absolutely. She really... had this Lyme's like homeopath and uh-huh. her entire kitchen closet was full of just pills. Wow. 800 pills a day. But she really linked it to the implants and had the explant surgery. She had all of her fillings taken out. She just like did everything. Everything she could think of. To get rid of the pain. First of all, how could silicone not poison your body? How could anything like that that's burst not poison your body? Sure. So if it's like benign tumors are usually like a ball. So if you take like shredded potatoes, right? And you Mm -hmm. put a hard boiled egg in the middle and you put it in the oven it's going to come out. You could pop the, that's a benign tumor, but a malignant tumor, it would be like cracking a raw egg in the potatoes, parking it in the oven and cooking it and then pulling it out and then try and get the egg out. You have to cut a lot more than just the egg. Right. That's exactly what I imagined. So I'm I'm interested about this lymphoma that stays just in that spot because in the tissue, right? Because lymphoma is like your lymph system is connected top to bottom. Right. So Typically, it starts at like a sentinel node, which is like the first one, Mm -hmm. but then it travels. It spreads through the lymph nodes. So I'm interested to do some research. Awesome. Yeah. There's there's another article in uh, Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal, and the article is called Breast Implant Illness, A Way Forward by Dr. Mark Magnuson. He outlines the correlation between breast implant illness and the human adjuvant disease, a nonspecific stimulating agent of the immune system, which increases the response of either the cellular or hormonal immune systems to the presence of the antigen. So known adjuvants are oil emulsifications like paraffin oil, um, processed petroleum jelly, and minerals like silicon dioxide. So he's showing like 
even with saline breast implants, we're talking a lot about silicone implants and that's kind of few and far between. Now, a lot of the newer surgeries are all like saline breast implants, but still the, what is the, the nodule, the, the capsule of this, um, of the breast implant is still made of all kinds of shit that still leaches into your body and into your bloodstream. It's like putting a plastic bag inside of your body and hoping for the best. (laughs) And expecting nothing to go wrong. Right. Um, Right. A plastic bag full of chemicals in your breast. This is good. This is totally okay. This is fine. Yeah, this is great. (laughs) Makes sense. My tits look fantastic though. I mean, listen, (laughs) I dipped my toe into the pool with the Botox, which I love. And I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, I don't even know if I'd do it again. Really? Not because I didn't like it, just because I don't, I just don't know. Okay. I don't, I haven't, maybe when it starts to wear off, I'll be like, ah! (laughs) But girl, I'm already on the schedule for December. (laughs) I counted 90 days (laughs) and on day 91, I'm going back. Getting it back in? You better believe it. Um, Well, it looks really good. Yours looks And you're out there in the dating world, like, you know, you want to put your best face forward. (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Like, I... I truly do. Yeah. I don't need to have uh, my best face forward. I mean, it really is, though. I know. I do. I love it. So, um, but like, I would absolutely never, ever in a million years do breast implants. Yeah. You know, I dipped my toe in that. I actually went to, I went to the consultation appointment Mm -hmm. and then I went back to decide exactly what method we were going to do. Really? Yep. To decide for sure what size we were going to go. Oh God. I was like 23. Oh my God. A baby. Uh Uh-huh. I just. I'm glad you didn't do it. I'm really glad that I didn't do it either. And now like I, I'd be thrilled if I had even less boobs and I am a <laughs> card carrying member of the itty bitty titty committee. I wish I was. <laughs> nope. I see like it cause women like my friends that have big boobs are always complaining like it's heavy. It hurts your back. I, you can't find a bra that's pretty. Like it's, it's uncomfortable. They're yeah. in the way. I'm just, I'm glad I didn't do it. Me and especially too. like seeing, and these women that are getting the explant surgeries, they're, you know. Well, and you're, if you were 23, you would have already had to have them removed and replaced. Yep. Because they really don't have a long shelf life. You can't leave them in there. Like they tell you not to let them in for more than 10 years. They tell you this needs to be replaced in 10 years. And there are a lot of women who don't do that. Well, right. And so also with mammograms. So when you get a mammogram, they really, have you had one? Yes. So they really smash your tissue like flat. And I don't think that like, and that's what they do for breast implant breasts too. Like it doesn't change because you have a breast implant. Mm -hmm. They have to smash it flat so that they can see everything in there. And it actually, breast implants make it harder. For sure. And I know in the beginning, I don't know if it's changed. They can burst too while you're getting a mammogram. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's already uncomfortable enough. You know, I don't know if it's changed a lot now, but back in the beginning when they first started to, like when breast implants really started becoming popular, I remember it being a thing, even like, um, when family members had theirs done that you couldn't breastfeed because it would, you know, it would affect your ability to breastfeed. Now it's different. I know that, I know that women with implants now can breastfeed, but in the beginning it was like an issue because of the method that they were using. It was right. It wasn't an option. I have never wanted breast implants. Anytime, like I've had three kids. So would I love a tummy tuck? Yes. Right. Am I going to get a tummy tuck? No. 
but I would never do my breasts. No way. And no hate on anybody that did. I mean, like I said, I'm fucking uh, oh, for sold sure. on the Botox. And there's a lot of people who would argue that that's not great putting things like that into your face yeah. or into your body. My but... brother was like, so how's that poison in your face? I was like, great. Fabulous. Frozen. <laughs> Beautifully frozen. <laughs> yeah. You're still very expressive. I know. she Because I told her to be conservative. Yeah. I said, I want to be, I want to go conservative. I don't want to be like, because, and so right here, uh-huh. I have like a line here. So next time she needs to go down a little bit more. Okay. I woke up this morning after drinking last night and it was like, I look like a monster because this was like all wrinkled because it was all puffed and it must've been like squinting. It was bad. Really bad. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. I, um, you know, on Friday, I guess. Yeah. On Friday I had her dissolve the filler in yeah, my yeah. cheeks so that it feels a lot better. Yeah. I, you know, it just didn't settle right for me up underneath my eyes and yeah. it was pocketing weird, but we dissolved that. But so filler, I'm not super thrilled about. I don't think I would do the filler anywhere else, but my lips, yeah. like I'm looking forward to doing my lips again. And I'm going to tell her next time, full syringe, blow them up, blow them up. <laughs> You're going to regret Huge. that. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Maybe like the day after where I'm going, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> With your trout pout. All right. Well, whatever. Whatever I'm makes you happy. Um, so that was a really good topic. Anything else to wrap it up? Thank you. No. Okay. I mean, really, because it's still so new. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had only heard about this a couple of months ago. And it's really because of women who are coming forward about the symptoms yeah. that they're having and coming together in numbers that, that it's even being looked at. Yeah. Um, let's, I'll, I'll see if I can find anything about Yolanda Hadid. And, yeah, uh, we'll put it up there. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the end of that last article that I said, he, he just mentions that the growth of social media is a source of information for patients and it's been a platform for professional and medical networking and research. And the more that women continue to come together and talk about their symptoms and if they're choosing explant surgery and having positive results, you know, doctors will start to have to recognize that. This is a real thing. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Postpartum blues got you sent to the fucking loony bin, right? Put put in the asylum and then masturbated. <laughs> That's what they used to do to them. Masturbated. Yeah, like they would just like vi- like use vibrators on women. They did. Why? To make them not hysterical, like to fix them. Wow, I want to go there. <laughs> That sounds like, like vacation, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll do, maybe I'll do a topic on women's mental health treatments over the years. That would be all right. That would I'll be work good. on that for next week. I'll put do a that pin in that one. I'll do that one for next week. Do you, um, do you have a question for me? This um, week? so I had a great question in the middle of the night, uh, <laughs> that I totally forgot. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, so I have been thinking about it. So, because last week's was so good. So I want to share with you an app that I just found, and it's a really good app. It's called Find Sisterhood. Okay. So it's anonymous, and you can, there's all different categories in there. Look, I'll show you. Okay. Find Sisterhood, the pink one, and it's all questions. It's all like open conversations. There's all different topics. Okay. And you go in and like, so pride. Um, I didn't even get what during sex with this girl last night. Am I not gay? 
I love this. And then you can answer. It's all anonymous, though. Fine, fine sisterhood. sisterhood. It's and it's all anonymous, which I love. Mm-hmm. That's part. It's like they took the greatest thing about joining some of those Facebook groups because you and yeah, I had yeah, talked yeah. about it briefly before. Like I love some of my Facebook groups that none of my friends are in mm-hmm. because then, like nobody really knows you, right? You know what I mean? And you can almost talk a little bit more freely because mm-hmm. there's nobody knows who you are. Right. I love, uh, there's one that I particularly love. Um, I don't even want to share it cause I don't <laughs> want anybody to go in there. Um, so, and so you could, there's like AMAs too. So they'll have like a, a ho- like a guest okay. come in, like a guest who's a sex worker and AMA. And then there's somebody who's a nutritionist, AMA, like love. all different types of women. How'd you find this? Uh, a woman I work with was like, oh, this is my new thing that I got to look at at night when I'm awake. And I was like, okay, tell me. Dope. Yeah, it's really, really good. Love it. And then one other thing I wanted to ask you about because, so maybe I don't have a deep question. There's just a couple things I have my, on my mind that I need to talk about. Okay. Um, did you ever look up Blue Waffle? I think in high school we okay, used to do so that. I was cleaning up my freezer today <laughs> and there was some Blue Waffles in there. Okay. We got the Blue <laughs> berry um kit from aldi the blueberry oh pancake yeah i cake. saw that mm-hmm. so they made blue waffles and i was pulling it out and i was like haha blue waffles that's something you're not supposed to look up and doug was like yeah it's really gross i was like doug is you know my 17 year old son right and i said doug what it like i don't want to look it up because everybody always says it's so disgusting mm-hmm. and he's like oh it's like a vagina thing i was like <laughs> i i just automatically assume it had something to do with poop oh a blue waffle? I, I never looked it up because people are like, don't look. It's disgusting. No, it's a, it's like a, is it not a, a sexually transmitted it, it, disease? No, it, that's not, that's not a thing. There's no such thing. Well, did you look it up I, yet? I did. Okay. I did. And it, what is it? It's a, it's a vagina. It's like a disgusting looking, sick looking vagina. But there's a reason for that. It's some sort of disorder, I mean, right? Maybe, but blue waffle is not a gynecological term no of course not but it what is blue waffle though i don't know (laughs) see this is why okay so that's the deep question what is blue waffle where did this start what is the etiology of the blue waffle like i got questions i don't have answers unfortunately (laughs) i i don't know if anybody out there knows the etiology of the blue waffle oh and by the way i I just automatically because people are like it's disgusting it's disgusting yeah I don't, you just, I don't think vaginas are disgusting. So if I knew it was a vagina, I would have looked at it ages ago. Or I shouldn't say vagina, vulva. Yeah. I would have looked at it ages ago. You just automatically I thought it was like poop? something about poop and a dick. I, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> so that just goes to show what I think is disgusting is not what most people think right? is disgusting. I think that vulvas are beautiful. All of them. like Even the blue waffly ones? I mean, that's somebody who really needs my help. So yes. <laughs> I just want, I just want to know exactly what it is. It's some, something is, I don't know. I'll look it up. Happening. I'll look it up tomorrow. I think um, it's like an extreme, you know, it's like whenever you look up anything on the internet, like if you look up, um, well, maybe 20 years ago when measles. I looked up blue waffle, it would have been more like horrifying. But when I looked up blue waffle, it was actually pictures of blue waffles. Then the internet's changing. Yes. <laughs> Very wholesome. <laughs> it was like waffles, 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 vulva. Sickness, waffles. <laughs> so anyway, Doug was like, it's not a real thing. I was like, well, obviously. 
I mean, or maybe it is. Maybe it's somebody who's really not taking care of themselves. Some, I just don't, I don't know what it is. It doesn't is. happen overnight. That kind of no, illness no, no, does not no, happen no. overnight. No. And that's, you're not born with vulvas that look like that. No. No. Yeah, no. And I, I think I it, maybe it was even like doctored fo- photographs. I really do. Pretty. I saw pictures of dicks that had like bubbles on them. I, I, the whole thing is just so gross. It's always the most extreme though. It's the most extreme cases that get. Yeah. You know, top Google images. Look up the look up chicken pox. You're going to see like the most fucking gnarly case <laughs> right? of chicken pox ever documented will be image one of what a chicken pox look yeah. like, you know? You know, none of these things really surprise me because I look at a lot of medical books. Yeah. So like I've seen old school syphilis books. Some gnarly shit. Oh my God. Yeah. What they put in today's textbooks is nothing like what they used to put. Right. <laughs> Things used to get real bad before they <laughs> got fixed, like fucking syphilis through the roof of your mouth. Holes in the roof of your mouth of like syphilitic cankers. Anyway. I didn't realize that syphilis was still a thing. It's until recently. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Huge. Huge. I just didn't realize. Yeah. It's a big thing. <sighs> well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. <laughs> Breast implant illness and blue waffles. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> well, we love you anyway. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. We love you. Bye.